Episode of It's Not That Bad podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hello. So, you know how we love conspiracy theories uh-huh. and the realm of conspiracy theories. Mm. Not necessarily mean that we wholeheartedly believe in yeah. them. But yeah. I'll say that there's some that make you make you scratch your head and go, huh. huh. Well, I don't know if you heard recently, but uh, net not Netflix. <laughs> YouTube has been doing this thing where they're taking, I don't know if it's all conspiracy theories, but basically they're trying to cut down on their reach. And it's not, and like, I know it's going to add more conspiracy, but the basic idea is that some of these conspiracies kind of negative. <laughs> yeah. They kind of come out of left field and there's almost mm. no evidence to prove them, right? Huh. But some of those conspiracy theories or the videos of those conspiracy theories, they actually have outreach. So, like, let's just say I've, I type in something where it's, like, um, Earth flat, right? And instead of getting a video, like, why do people think the Earth's flat? Or, like, why could be, or why is the Earth flat theory a thing? It's, this is why the Earth is flat. And the next video is, like, 100% the Earth is flat, you know? Yeah, or proven 100%. <laughs> The earth is flat because, and then, like, you watch the video, and it's, like, some guy who's swinging, like, a, um, one of those um, tether balls around. He's yeah. like, see? See? Like, how, how else would this work if the, if the earth wasn't flat? So, basically, that's kind of where they're coming at, right? But they're not saying that they're getting rid of it. They want to limit those videos from being the top video. So, like, let's say I follow... Flat Earther 69. Mm-hmm. And every video is like, you can't prove to me that the Earth is not flat because I know the Earth is flat. I can still watch those videos. Me being subscribed to him, his stuff's going to keep coming up no matter what. But mm-hmm. let's say you're not, right? But if you're watching a video where it's like, Earth flat debunked, and your recommended video is the first one is, Earth is flat 100%. That's most likely the video that's going to come up next. Yeah. So they want to stop or at least limit that, right? Of course, like, there's a whole, <coughs> they're just trying to silence and blah, 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 and all this stuff and whatever. <coughs> I get it. But the one thing that I heard, or at least the one person that I heard from <clears throat> was this person, a famous YouTuber by the name of Shane Dawson. Oh. Now. I heard that name before. Yes. Uh, very white. But um, basically, famous YouTuber, I guess been famous for a long time, mm. but fell under that, that whole umbrella of like, oh, they've been famous forever, ever since YouTube started. And then us being people who've been on YouTube forever are like, who? Yeah. Who? What? Huh? I don't know. Who's that? I don't know. What? what? Huh? Like, uh, is Who? this where they got Dawson's Creek from? Yeah, is this Dawson's Creek, Dawson? Oh, Dawson. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> James Vanderbeek? Oh, I watched The Beak. <laughs> He's someone that, within the last year, probably, uh-huh. I've his name come out more, or his name has come out. His name has popped up more, and uh, I've, learned, I've learned a little bit from him from, like, other YouTube stories and just oh that's how he looks or whatever right 
but I never really understood. I actually thought he was just like a normal YouTuber where they like do the vlogs and like, yeah. Oh, can can we blow up this balloon with you know ten times it helium or I don't know, you know whatever fucking yeah. shit. But apparently, one of his big things is conspiracies, hmm. right? Really? Yeah, and I was like, huh, that's weird because. I watch a lot of conspiracy and he never pops and up. he never popped up. But I was like, okay, whatever. And I've told you in the past, like, there's been a couple of those people where it's like some very cute, blonde-headed white girl pops up mm. and is like, did Marilyn Monroe uh, have a lesbian relationship? Ooh. And it's like... Did she? <laughs> it's like kind of dumb, but it's like you're cute and you're kind of funny. So, yeah. like, I watch it. But it's like pop. Like yeah. pop stuff, right? Yeah. So that's basically what he does, and apparently, like he's been like super against like this YouTube thing, whatever, right? But it's like you don't fucking do real conspiracies. You're like top five most cringiest deaths caught on Facebook Live. It's not a conspiracy, or is Kyle Jenner, Kendall Jenner? Really short in real life? That's not a real. Isn't she short in real life? <laughs> I don't fucking know. But those are the like quote unquote conspiracy theories he does, right? And yeah, every once in a while he'll have like a, J- a JFK thingy or whatever else type of more like pop oriented conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. But like it, it irritated me because so many people are like oh yeah yeah you go Shane Dawson oh the king of conspiracies I'm like no 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 wait no you you shut the hell up you give me a 45 minute video on tying the French Revolution Mm -hmm. to the Anunnaki Mm -hmm. to the Palladians to the American Revolution Yep. To modern day society, which is now known as the deep state, mm-hmm. you give me a forty-five minute video of that, and maybe I'll believe you. Because guess what? <laughs> Watch that. Yeah. <laughs> those are the those are the <laughs> quote unquote conspiracies that they're talking about. The um, is the deep state really deeper than we know? And then it's like you know all those yeah. fucking half-assed ones or versus like. like is is was certain predicted in the Bible because they talk about wheels in the sky and it's it's a wheel in the ground, but but basically because the one Hindu god or something right like has like a, a circle or something I don't know, where it's like you know what I feel like you're stretching it here a little bit yeah you're um reaching you're, you're reaching yeah so like but those. <laughs> Those are the conspiracy theory guys yeah. that they're going after. I'm pretty sure you're not like a, re- a true conspiracy theorist unless you have some kind of like, what do you call it? Like, oh, allegory for like, you know, the, the Pleiadians or the, 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 the Dracos, you know, or the New World Order. You know, we, we know what they're talking about. We know what they're really talking about. It's the Jews. But... Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if I saw Shane Dawson talking about how, like, Bohemian Grove is actually was created um, by the Knights Templar to defend the world against the Dracos and the New World Order and the Pleiadians and 
and you know the the people who who follow the money because they own the banks and they're all the the lawyers that's when he can be taken down <laughs> or then also make an hour and 10 documentary about how Moloch is actually <laughs> the deceiver and he's <coughs> creating these groups of uh, followers to yeah, deceive when they actually think that they're doing good. It's funny because it's like it, it, they, they like conspiracy theorists are one or the other. They can never decide, huh? Because yeah. like they're either Alex Jones and they're like, look at see, look at what they're doing. They're getting here together. They're they're making us gay. Like I'm not I'm not gay because like I'm fighting the urges. It's because the government's making me gay. Or they're like, or they're like, but they they're protecting us because they're fighting against the. The, the people the you know the the money havers cabal. yeah the cabal oh, the the cabal and the deep state it's like you, you can't have it both ways guys <laughs> that's what like it was so like upsetting because I'm like okay you're you're slapping the face of every nerd who's done that right uh-huh. just because you want to make like are the Kardashians really as famous as we think? Like no one gives a yeah, who, who cares? Yeah, it's not a conspiracy. It's so dumb. I was it, when all this started kind of coming forth. I was like, I fucking hate all these people, and it, and it's not it's not because like I mean, because has he even done a reptilian video? I don't fucking know. He he has a ton of videos, but I was like, I'm not gonna watch all them because no, these are all fucking stupid. And a lot of it, there are lists of like top ten. Um, time traveler caught on tape Ooh, or you know what I mean it's like it's probably the same dumb ones that like <laughs> what's his name chills uses I don't know it just when all of that shit was being said I just I was like you don't know what real fucking conspiracy theories are mm, no. because I've walked that line and mm. trust me it's not a line everyone wants to walk and no. I'll admit I haven't I'll be watching these videos where like this is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, how many times have we had that conversation where you're like, what? Yeah. Wait. How did they... How does that tie into... Yeah, how did, how did you get to that conclusion? It's like, you got... The evidence is there, Dom. It's not the evidence being shown. It's the evidence that's not being shown. Yeah, he's probably the guy who he watched, like, the first Ancient Aliens when it first came on um, History Channel. And he, but he never sat through any of the other episodes when they got to like things that just didn't make any sense, like when they were talking about like Leonardo da Vinci and like the Loch Ness monster. And it's like, how, how are you guys going to tell me that's a, that's related to ancient aliens? Look, I, I just want to say that being that person uh-huh. must feel like a slap to the face to yeah. all of the real conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. out there because. He's like rich and famous, and everyone praises him, right? But it's like, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't spend half the time Mm-mm. that these other conspiracy theorists do making this shit up. Yeah, maybe kooky, but like that's what makes a conspiracy theory like really stand out. Where you're like, this is fucking nuts, and then you go to the next video, and you're like, this is fucking nuts. So I just want to say, fuck that guy fuck any of his fans uh you guys are no shit until you've literally wasted an entire day sipping through 18 quote-unquote documentaries 
about different alien races and what exactly is happening in this quote unquote real <laughs> world. But yeah, fuck that. This is the fucking news. So to talk about something that we touched on last week, Netflix has purchased Zac Efron's Ted Bundy movie, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. So it looks like it's going to be on Netflix pretty soon, which is actually kind of fitting. Is it, is it going to do the thing where they do the limited release and uh, do the Netflix? Maybe, because it's, it's at the Sundance F- Film Festival right now, and so Netflix says that they bought it for $9 million dollars. And you know, pretty, pretty. You know what? Which they beat out Lionsgate and STX. I was like, "Hmm, pretty. We'll get to this later, but um, John Malkovich is in there, right? Yes. Does he just own a part of Netflix? I think so. I'm pretty. I think he. (laughs) You know what? I think he's Netflix, isn't he? John Malkovich. See, this is a real conspiracy. John Malkovich is Netflix. Here's 35 minutes explaining exactly how. <laughs> mm-hmm. And well, because they had their they had that um, documentary series, conversations with a killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, which this is like a kind of like, it is like a good pairing, like when you can finally put like something you did like a documentary with uh, a film about it, where you can kind of be like compliment each other, where it's like, oh, uh-huh. so. Oh, you killed that lady just right. Oh, yes. And look at how you strangled this woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Com- compliment. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but no, they haven't said when it's going to be released. Um, I don't think they've said yet if it's going to have um, like a... I assume that they would probably have like a maybe like a very limited kind of like release mm-hmm. somewhere in I theaters. Like see that. Just so then they could be like, oh, yeah, 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 you guys like uh, Zach Efron? Next year, this next year in, like, the the January. Hey, yeah, yo, yeah, you like that Zach Efron? Hey, uh, like, uh, he's a pretty boy, right? Hey, maybe you should just uh, nominate him for Best Actor, okay? Just go ahead and do it. Um, I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll say it. Does this happening put a negative view on the film for you? Because it's a... It's a movie that got made like a regular movie, but it's now being released through Netflix. So no, because I never had a problem with that before. Yeah, but like that's that was one of the like the go tos of um, the Mowgli movie, right? Mm. Where it's like, oh, <laughs> it could, there's no way that this could do well in theaters, so it had to move to streaming. And then, um, well, we live in a post Roma getting nominated for the Academy Award but, world. But, before Roma, we had um, Cloverfield Paradox, where it's the same thing. It was a movie going to be released like a normal movie, but then before it did, they were like, oh, you know what? We're just going to release it through Netflix. <laughs> Does that stand? Like, it's not, it's not necessarily the same like, oh, this movie got released into small indie film. Netflix now bought it to bring it on the streaming site. It's what it seems like is it might actually debut on the streaming site. But when that happens, like I said, if you're looking at the the paradoxes, the the Mowgli's, it's like those movies weren't necessarily received really well because although a lot of time and effort were put into them, and even some names, they weren't like quote unquote good 
At least for, you know, the majority of people. Hmm. I don't know. Because, I mean, I did like Paradox. Yeah. I didn't want to see Mowgli. It looked too dumb. But then again, they've done it with other... They've done it with other things, too. I don't know. I feel like it, it's, it's a... I feel like what it really is, is because Netflix is a newer th- idea, it's no different from a studio who releases in one month, like, one film, and then they release another film, and, like, one of them is like, oh... Yeah, that one was so good, and they completely forget about the other one. You know what I mean? Or, like, in one part of the year they release this, and then the next part of the year they release that, and you completely... You're like, oh, that movie was awful. But they also made that movie, so... I, I mean... It wasn't that. I mean, that movie was pretty good. You know what I mean? It's it's like any... And, um, and also, at the same time, like, Netflix didn't produce this one. Like, they only... They just bought it. And, like, the same thing you could say about... Um, which what other one did they do that with? Um, all of them. Is that how they do with all of them? Yeah. The, the, well, that's what I'm saying. With like, it's not Roma. Where right now, where from what I know, Roma was made for Netflix. Like it was a, a Netflix thing, right? I don't know if that's 100, percent but I know that that's what it is for right now, right? That's why they're winning their. Uh, that's why they're getting their awards and their recognition, but. With um, Cloverfield, that was a regular movie. <laughs> like, it was going to be released. But then they bought it to release mm-hmm. on Netflix. Same thing with the Mowgli movie. That movie was meant to be... Remember, like, yeah. we saw trailers for it in the theaters. Like, this is going to happen. Then they're like, uh... Maybe not. <laughs> maybe we'll just put it on Netflix. But, like, something like a Bird Box. I mean, Bird Box, I think, was just a regular Netflix original movie right so like I don't know. that's I guess that's, it, that's where I'm coming at it's not necessarily being on Netflix because we know that movies on Netflix can be amazing like it has that possibility to, to, to you see something on Netflix and you're like that's awesome but this is a movie that was made outside of Netflix that then was brought to Netflix to be released and maybe it could be a couple of things it could be Netflix you know, trying to say, yeah, you're right. Oh, we just did this documentary thing. People really like it. Oh, look at how much people are talking about this movie. You know what? Let's just get it. We'll release it. People are going to watch it either way, right? Or <laughs> it could be, you know, like, oh, yeah, this movie's good. It's not that good. And and maybe the, the bidding war, it may seem like a big deal, but it could be like, you're going to offer us, what? That's not enough. Wait, you're gonna offer us what? It's like, come on, we spend nine million. Netflix could have been like, all right, we'll do it. I don't know. I just true. We're I like I think we talked about it before. We're still in that year or two of change where, yeah, we're getting aroma. <laughs> but remember all the, especially I mean, literally a year ago when uh, Cloverfield Paradox got released. And it was like, oh, oh that what? was a year ago. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, what? That's so awesome. They just drop it. Oh, cool. And then people are like, oh, okay, I see why I did because like that's not the movie I want. I hate it. Canceled. Even though that's not how we felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I would say the majority of people <sighs> on Netflix. And this is yeah, that's I less than a year apart. Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know. I guess it's more of like. 
makes you think, right? It's it's like, what does this actually mean? Because we said before, even though Netflix can produce something like Aroma or a Stranger Things or Orange is the New Black, they also produce things where it's like, what? What show? I've never heard of it. It's on yeah. Netflix? What? Never fucking heard of it. Yeah. Interesting. House, House of what? <laughs> what? He did. What? Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. So, James Gunn's Suicide Squad will release August 2021. It's The Suicide Squad. Did, did you catch that? You, you hear what it... You hear? Did you you hear? It's a different movie. It's yeah. not Suicide Squad. It's the Suicide Squad, yeah. and it's gonna feature. It's gonna be original. Yeah, it's gonna feature other people. Okay, besides, um, other, you know, not the Jared Leto won't be in it. So that that'll be a good thing, and <coughs> it's gonna be other characters. Okay. I think they like are they what? just are they just scrapping the whole thing? I think they're just scrapping the whole thing, huh? But like what? Uh huh. So yeah, he 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 wrote the new Suicide Squad film after Gavin <clears throat> O'Connor dropped out, and um, he's just doing a whole new version. The Suicide Squad um, is going to do is going to be a whole re, a, a relaunch. With all new characters and actors, so probably no one's returning. And yeah, but to stay on the sa- that kind of news of James Gunn, did you hear that nobody wants to direct um, Guardians Three? But Chris Pratt said it's still happening. But no one wants to touch it. But nobody wants to touch it. It's kind of like maybe you should just get James Gunn back. It's interesting that. This whole James Gunn thing was such a big deal, right? That it was like, oh, he can't, oh, he has to get fired and all this stuff, right? And it's not like, like, yeah, he is making that one movie, um, Bur- with, uh, Brightburn. Yeah. And that's like, okay, that's somewhat up his alley, I guess. Yeah. Right? But no, it's, it's like, not, not only, I, I mean, yeah, you could look at it like the rival, whatever, but it's, it's still a comic book movie. <laughs> it's a very big comic book movie. It's Suicide Squad, which being money for DC. It's something that people are gonna go watch. Something yeah. that it's not like yeah, it's not like this small indie film that like oh you're gonna see it if you're into horror. No, it's it's gonna be out there. So it'd be interesting to see where the backlash happens, if any, because. The only difference is the studios. One's DC, one's Marvel. But the fan base is still somewhat the same. Yeah, You can't say that, oh, you should get fired from uh, Marvel because, oh, this happened. Oh, whatever. And I get that they are tied to DC. It's under- or They are tied to Disney. It's understandable. But there's still going to be kids going to this movie. Mm-hmm. And if you don't hear any outrage from the other side, it's like... Why? It's not like he went to do. Well, he was doing Guards of the Galaxy. Now he's doing these R-rated, you know, um, yeah, horror cause that, films. Because that'd be a different story. Yeah, it's a completely different audience. But it's not a completely different audience. It's just I, I, the other side of this spectrum of the audience of the same audience. 
Knights. Yeah, and they decided, oh, well, they don't want you now. Um, we'll take you because we wanted to make a movie that was basically your movie anyways. And now that we have you, we can basically make our version of your movie, but even better than the version that we made before. And we'll just put a the in front of it. Here's what I think might happen, too. We'll reverse Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I think that there might be a uh, an anti-Suicide Squad um, <coughs> movement mm-hmm. where I could easily, because they're nerds, <laughs> so I could easily see where they're like, oh, you had him kicked off for trying to make this movie because of all the stuff he did. And then DC went and hired him anyways, knowing all the stuff that he did. Oh, boycott DC, boycott this movie. Now, what if they don't do that? Um, I'd actually be really surprised. But I'm, I'm almost positive that somewhere it's going to happen. It's going to be, uh, one, the Marvel fans, like the diehard Marvel fans mm. that are going to feel betrayed. And then, two, it's going to be the same people that had the outrage the first time of, like, we, we wanted to get rid of him from making these movies that our kids are going to see. And instead of getting rid of him, you just moved him to the other side where he's making these movies that our kids are going to see. Yeah. So if it doesn't happen, I'd actually be really surprised and be like, oh, maybe it wasn't an actual moral thing. Maybe it was like a what can we do to stop Marvel thing? Because that actually be think about it. Does that not make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're a parent and your kid's 13 years old. And you found all this, all his like lewd stuff. Like, I don't want my kid watching his movies. Oh, DC, you are Marvel. You better do something because this is disgusting. Then what? A year later, whatever, he starts making another movie that your kid's gonna see, and you're just like, well, I mean, it's not Guardians, so I guess it's okay. It's like, no, it's still a movie that your kids. I mean. You can make up a bunch of like, oh, no, because it's DC and this is Marvel and all they do. No, 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 no. We're Marvel fans. But does that mean that we never going to watch DC movies? No. no. We just did a fucking thing about how much we like Aquaman. Yeah. And we constantly talk about how uh, uh, Shazam better be like the best DC movie they ever made. It's because we like, I don't know if you guys know this, but we actually like comic book movies. Mm. We just don't like movies that, um, you know aren't good <laughs> exactly and we i mean and we literally have a podcast that you're listening to called it's not that bad where we're like you know what most more most the majority of movies out there are not as bad as you think but even we say like yeah suicide squad wasn't the best movie Goddamn right I, I don't know it's um it's shocking that it actually happened because i i really didn't think that he would make that move uh, maybe it is partially like, well, take that, you know, for fire me. Maybe. But I just also thought because it'd be like, oh, it's too on the nose that he, I thought he was going to do, I really thought he was going to do something where he has that, what is it called again? Brightburn? Mm. He has that movie coming out. I thought he was going to kind of go in that direction, right? Where he's still, like we talked about, he's still going to have a career just not making superhero movies. But little did we know. His career is making superhero movies. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's like a bitter, happy ending because um, I'm happy that he still gets to do what he does. Uh, but 
we're not getting guard the Guardians three that we should have got. But it's like, oh, because of this controversy. But then it's like, you would assume that someone would want to step up and be like, I can do this. But I can also see because when you have people like Batista on your team, it's like, I don't want to fucking deal with that guy. Mm. But I also feel like this is where they should step in and be like, all right, well, we don't have our James Gunn. Let's Taika Waititi this. Because he's proven that he's like, hey... I know what I do, and I do it really well, but let me show you that I can do it on a grand scale. And then he (sighs) hit it out of the park. So it's like, uh, you have people there, and I get maybe that some of them don't want to do it, but it's just, it's kind of, it's a whole weird situation that happened because of internet outrage. And it's like, you guys should get outraged at, like, real things. Like... This is something that, like, yeah, I mean... You should, you should legit be outraged that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is still a thing because it's it's not, like, minor things. No, it's uh, their director who directed this movie who is reportedly still going to make $40 million from this movie. Ridiculous. Has allegations about raping boys, little boys, young he, boys. He did. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, and... It's like those are real allegations that they're really pushing forward. Yeah, and then also the the fact that this movie gets critical acclaim for straight washing, like the main character, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I could understand if maybe like and if James Gunn still said those things, right? Like that's constantly all he said. I know where you're coming at because I feel like. The outrage was that he did all this stuff and it could lead to more, right? And it's like, well, then where where all this evidence? Where's the evidence at? Where's the evidence where it's showing that, oh, he really is into pedophilia and, like, all these, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like people went after him because of it and he had to step step away from doing all that stuff. And nothing came out of it. And then now it's like he's making probably a similar movie what he was going to make for Marvel to DC and it would be I would be hard pressed to find out that there's no outrage because it just doesn't make sense to me Mm-mm. that you can't tell me that this outrage is here where you almost try to well yeah at least you try to ruin this guy's career and then he bounces back literally yeah. same position just you know moved over to the left and there's no outrage so situation's all weird yeah the more, I guess the more time passes, the more things will come out, so we'll really see how it goes, but I don't know. It's um, it's it's hard to feel anything about all of it. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. I'm hoping you find something to explain what's happening. Which one's better? One or two? Better or worse, no different. No different. I'm quite curious to know what you think. I think sober hasn't been good for him. Pierce was in the full bloom of alcoholism here. Exactly. Never should have quit drinking. No originality. No courage. My opinion. I can't save you. I found something. Who did these? Uh, mesmeric. A uh, guy upstairs, he died. And you just took them? He had no family or friends. I can make you rich. It's brilliant. Demand has people ready to kill. 
Have you ever heard of an artist named Ventral Dees? No, not in our records, and we have everyone. The artist used blood to create the reddish blocks. You ever notice anything about this painting? Look at it long enough, it moves. As I research these, I'm starting to think there's a disgust for the world of money. We spent decades in a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane. There is some sort of power. Some spirit. It's connected to his art. <gasps> Truly goddamn strange is going on! This is a slaughterhouse. Are you aware that Dee's asked that all his art be destroyed? Help! Get rid of it. Box it off. I can't save you. People thought she was part of an exhibit. We're trending on Instagram. It's a major hit. Netflix original Velvet Buzzsaw comes from the mind of Dan Gilroy. When does art mean much more than it's intended? Morph, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, is a top art critic whose reviews can make or break someone's career. His friend slash agent, Josefina, played by Zawe Ashton, is not as lucky in the world of art. Working at an art gallery owned by Redora, played by Rene Russo, she's not quite at the level of importance as her peers, but that is soon about to change. After Josefina and her BF break up, Morph tries to comfort her, recalling back to a one-night stand they had once. But after dealing with her last boyfriend, she's not sure she wants to deal with someone who's a part of the art scene. But of course, it's not long till she gives in. Her and Morph's relationship sizzles into something more, causing Morph to finally break up with his current partner. But it's really just the beginning for all their lives, because while on her way to work, Josephina spots an elderly man lying on the floor in her building. When she goes to check on him, she calls for someone to call 911. But her attention seems more drawn to his open apartment. While in there, alongside the clutter, she spots many paintings that are not like anything she's seen. She asks the landlord if she can keep the paintings, bringing them into work the next day after she was just demoted at work, as her co-worker Bryson spots them looking for something near her desk. It's not long till Rodora finds out about the paintings, causing her to strong-arm Josephine into making a deal. Shortly after, things start to become much more strange. While Josephina's career starts to rise, Morph's mind starts to bend, thinking he's seeing things come to life. But while both wash away from their former selves, tragedy starts to strike all around. With deaths from rival gallery owners, co-workers, and friends, Morph tries to warn of the paintings once he knows more information about them. But it might have been too late, and whatever spirit is attached to the paintings go after him, Josefina and Rodora. Rodora is the only one who survives their brush with death, clearing out her whole house of any artwork of any sort, thinking that should end whatever it is to come after them. One thing she forgot is her tattoo on her back shoulder, the one she got so long ago before she became part of the art world. 
the one of her old punk band, Velvet Buzzsaw. Dom? Yeah. Velvet Buzzsaw. What about it? Tell me what you think. Um, I liked it. That was pretty good. It's a horror movie, but like, it it kind of doesn't feel like one until like, up until a certain point, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot. And then like, it doesn't pull like it doesn't do anything else for a while, and then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot. This is just a very interesting movie about art. I didn't know what this movie was. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I I didn't even know it was a horror movie. I only knew because people were kind of like talking about it a little bit. It's pretty much exactly what happened was it was late at night uh-huh. watching my YouTube stuff and uh-huh. some random review came up about it and I was like oh I think I passed that on Netflix earlier so I text you uh-huh. hey why don't, we, why don't we watch it here's why I legit like this movie the beginning you get this eccentric art filled I don't even I don't even know if, it, if like at that point it's really a drama it's just like it's very poppy. It just it continues, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, I didn't even know this was a horror film. I thought, I think I saw like it had suspense in it. I assumed like it would be something about him, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, uh, doing something nefarious, right? Yeah, like that's what I assumed, like Nightcrawler-y. But that's not what it was. It was like. It turned him this like poppy, eccentric, very out there vision of like this is the art world, right? Mm-hmm. And the the commentary that goes along with it. <coughs> but then it switches to like a supernatural horror story and you're like, Alright. Okay. <coughs> I think I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. And I like how I like how it isn't there's nothing to like be like oh he put like a he practiced voodoo so he put like a voodoo curse on it or like oh he made a pact with satan and this is a a faust kind of story or like you know what i mean like it was literally just like they're cursed like there's there's no explanation he he said you need to burn them you didn't go through with burning them so now you're gonna die like, you know what I mean? Like, it, they could have explained all this. See, and, like, I feel like people are going to be out there and they're going to criticize it for, like, well, I watched all of Buzzsaw and, like, I don't even understand. Like, so, like, why did he kill those people? Like, doesn't make any sense to me. Like, oh, why were they cursed? And it's like, why? Why does that happen? Why do you <laughs> yeah. need to know? They gave, Technically, they gave you his backstory. Yeah. They gave you his backstory and you could do with that whatever you please. I liked the one part too. I thought was pretty cool was the other um, art guy, um, the opposite Rene, Rene Russo, the, with the, the mustache and yeah. glasses, where he's like looking around the exhibit and like the film comes on, and like it's like him and his like mom and his sister and like Halloween. I was like, that's pretty cool. That like I don't know, just everything about this movie was pretty good. Like when the, all the art started melting and like all the colors started going up, um, Josephina's body. Yeah. It's like so, okay. Pretty. Here's what made this movie be like. It's pretty cool <coughs> to be like. I fucking love this movie. I viewed it like this is a part of an anthology. Mm. 
because it played like that. Yeah. It played like you would... And maybe that's because we saw the trailers for, or, like, the teasers for, like, um, scary stories. Whoa. You know, the little whatever. And then um, Twilight Zone and... Uh, you know, maybe like Black Mirror, you know, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it felt like you could tell me that this is just one part of an anthology movie series mm. with like four or five other movies. And I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Like if they had the same cast, like you still had Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo. Or it just all, it could be that. It could be like, oh, this is like, okay, this is dealing with art. Okay, this is dealing with. I don't know, fashion or, or like, uh, photography. You know what I mean? Like, it could be something like that. It could just be... Could be I don't interesting. Even, yeah, I don't even know what it could be. Maybe just different types of work. Just in my head, when I, towards the end, I'm like, this actually played, like, something that I would think I'd be watching on, like, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. This movie was so refreshing to watch. Not only visually, but, like, there's so much going on with mm-hmm. like I yeah I guess a lot of it he was taking more of like this is the art world but he it wasn't meant to be just for the art world it's supposed to be for like work and wow. like just um, not paintings but just in general how you lose yourself because I don't know if you know this but uh, the guy who wrote this and directed it obviously we talked about Nightcrawler he wrote the screen or he wrote the screenplay for the Nicolas Cage uh, Superman movie mm. where apparently he spent and I haven't watched that documentary so I don't know but apparently he spent like over a year and a half making this thing before they scrapped it and he said after that he felt like why why did I why did this happen why did I do this and at the end with John Malkovich doing that yeah. the little thing that's that was part of like his saying was he started he stopped focusing on like making everything for everyone else and just focus on like himself and making things that he likes because he said something about like it was like he might as well have gone to the 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 beach and wrote the script in the sand because mm. it's just gonna wash away. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so he took that idea or that mindset and moved on, and you know we got Nightcrawler, which is awesome but now we have this i like it because it came off it such differently mm. <laughs> like i yeah. thought it was gonna be like this kind of witty art movie and it's like then like the horror strikes and it's like it did just with like monkeys grabbing at a guy and mm-hmm. then like uh hobo man yeah hobo man that and i'll tell you i wasn't sure if this was a horror film but in any way that scared them fuck out of me the, the when he first ran into hobo man not not at the end but it's in the beginning i was like fuck and then at the end i was like no like i legit was like does it oh shit does it hit that uncanny valley for you yeah like it just because it's the eyes mm-hmm. it's the it's the eyes through the little mask because they're so beady and like obviously because he looks all like uh, disheveled and like put you know torn apart at the end, I'm just like, oh my god, no, why, why that thing? Like, why do you? <laughs> oh, and then when it like it stopped, it stopped taking the the um, it lost one cane, then it lost the other one or whatever, and it was coming after him. I'm just like, it legit freaked me the fuck out because like I knew that shit was creepy in the beginning. 
<laughs> then it then at the end I'm like <coughs> fuck that, but yeah, uh, uh, I guess like the eyes were a big part of the movie. You can see eyes everywhere. Which um, when uh, when their coworker you know he opens the thing, the um, the crate of the art mm-hmm. you know he stops he pulls over and opens it. In the background, I don't know if you noticed, there's like these giant eyes, but they literally move to look at him. Oh no! I didn't, yeah, it's I didn't. it's creepy. It's like because they're these big eyes, right? And it just you just they slightly move to start looking at him. And when you rewatch it again, it like it gives you goosebumps. Mm. You're like, holy shit! And they 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 obviously showed it in the beginning or towards the beginning where she first goes into the apartment. His mm-hmm. the 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 um the portrait of himself, the the guy the old guy. The eyes oh. are moving. I don't yeah. know if you caught that. Mm-mm. It's very creepy. <laughs> like, very, <coughs> very creepy. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, it just... I didn't expect it to go the way it did. Yeah. I literally didn't expect anything to happen. I, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Because you're right. Halfway through the movie, you're like, this is a horror film? <laughs> but it's not like upsetting. It's like, oh shit, okay, yeah, oh, all right. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, I forgot, yeah. Or even if you didn't know, you'd be like, oh well, oh oh well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board with this. Yeah, because I didn't know. I thought it was gonna be like he was gonna lose his mind and he was gonna start killing people. That's what I that thought. Was- I thought it was gonna be like Jake Gyllenhaal. He just snaps and he's like, I need to start killing all these pretentious art people <laughs> and he does snap <laughs> well he does but he doesn't go killing any people but um i don't know this movie was just it was it was so refreshing to see especially in a movie of like horror right like legit supernatural horror it's not a movie that pops out where you're like oh we're gonna tie every 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 line is gonna tie into something at the end oh yeah oh this is amazing there was set, there was that stuff, but it was more of like metaphorically. I thought you know what I thought was pretty cool is like they didn't like you didn't realize until the end was like that painting that she had that Renee Russo had yeah. was her sitting there at the end, and I was like, as soon as she sat there, I was like, fuck. Interesting. I will say though that the the paintings did remind me of um I, I had to look him up because I was like I couldn't remember his name, but Francis Goya. He when he at the end of his life because he's a painter, but at the end of his life when he was like, I forgot what happened to him. I forgot like something, some kind of mental illness, either something mental or like he had something in his brain. But he painted like these like fourteen like dark like things on the wall on the wall of his house, and I was like, that's what that reminds me of. Like those are kind of what it like. It's called Saturn devouring his son. And it's like, yeah, like it's like the like these images of someone who is like going crazy. Like this is what some like you know what I mean. Like someone go, yeah. who is literally going like out of their mind. Like would paint these kinds of things. Or um, have you ever seen the one painting um, that the hands resist him? Because that some the the picture with the little kid, like when they were like yelling at like the adult. Like remember yeah. like that one? That's what that remind like the little kids remind me of that painting. Because, like, it's a series of paintings. Um, but, like, yeah, it just reminds me of, like, these, like, really creepy things that are, like, mm, unsettling. 
Yeah, it, I don't know. I think that this movie has a lot to it. Like, as someone who isn't a part of the art world in any sense, maybe the artistic world, but not the art world, I still understood it. I still really liked it. Um, I, I kind of assumed that the idea of it, it's like, like, you know, putting yourself into this artwork and all this stuff. And I, I don't know, like, you could go, I feel like this is a move that you could really go deep into because I feel like there's a lot there to go deep into, you know? Um, but even as a casual watcher of just sitting here and enjoying this movie, I thought it was awesome. It was something that you don't get all the time with a horror movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like like I said, I think that's why I really liked the beginning. It was so, it's so electrifying. It was so like energetic, you know. Like that's how the movie continued for like half of the <coughs> film. And there's no, I mean, except for the part where she finds a body and goes into the apartment. There's really nothing there that makes you believe that this movie's gonna go quote-unquote off the hinges because it just feels like it's that type of movie you know it's almost like someone took it's like he wrote two different style of movies and then just combined them and i was like this makes sense because it somehow did make a lot of sense yeah and i think that's why i really enjoyed it like i don't know it it just felt it felt like something i haven't seen in a very long time yeah and it's it's really refreshing when something like that happens um <coughs> yeah definitely watch it definitely. I think it's cool it, mm. it's something that I, I I haven't felt like this mm. in a while watching a quote unquote horror movie because I'll tell you going into it I didn't even think it was a fucking horror movie <laughs> so take that any way you want but yeah For this week's segment, we're going to talk about should we base a movie on its own merit or or, or are we just including it for inclusion's sake? Like like Black Panther. I guess the main example would be Black Panther. But you can you could say that with like Black Klansman. You could say that about like Green Book. You could say that about Get Out. Get Out. Like do we at what point should you should someone's opinion that well the only reason why they're doing this is because we ha- we need to include it i know that we shouldn't listen to everyone's opinions for things right but when it's someone who is like but i'm an author and i'm going on and, on <coughs> and i'm going to tell you why no one in hollywood has been talking about this movie even though it's like Everyone has been talking about this movie. It's like, so at what point are you just trying to get people to listen to you again because you feel like you're irrelevant? Okay. It really depends on what you want to consider worthy. Because here's the thing. We talk about all the time how there's great movies that people don't talk about. People don't, you know, it's just not in their thing, right? Now, I know where you're coming at with Black Panther because we haven't really seen this style of movie be nominated for a quote-unquote like best film or a best picture award. But at the same time, we've kind of have. <laughs> I mean, 
we talked about it before, but Avatar. I mean, that got nominated. And sure, you could say this or that, whatever, but I'm not saying Avatar and Black Panther are the same, but I would say they're a similar style of movie. A big budget action adventure mm. motion picture yeah. studio thing. I don't About know. About the struggles against white colonialism. They're the same movie. Oh my god, I think Marvel has to pay James Cameron. <sighs> Fuck James Cameron. But at the same point, I mean, can't you say the same thing about a lot of these smaller films, these indie films, these art house films, the quote-unquote Oscar bait films? Because it's, at the same point, a lot of them seem like they're going for the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, how, how big was your budget? Mm. No, it has to be lower than that. Yeah. Um, what What are you talking about? Is it race? Is it sex? Religion? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's like there's so many movies out there. It's hard to consider like this is better than this because I can easily tell you right now that Hereditary and Annihilation are fucking a million times better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. But they weren't nominated. Why? Hey, Dom. Yeah. Where's um, if Bill Street can talk? I, I don't know. You you tell me because it literally had like <laughs> prestige behind it, and yet Bohemian Rhapsody gets nominated. Like who who's drawing these lines to say this can cross this, but this can't go this, and this can only be nominated like douchey art house film guys or the majority of you know Hollywood participants. I don't know. It, I know where you're coming from, but it's so hard to really pinpoint because douchey guys like that are going to say, oh, Black Panther, mm, there's no way. Are the same douchey guys that say, Get Out was nominated? They're just, they just have to throw them in there. There's, are you kidding me? There's no way a movie about a, a fish guy is going to win Best Picture. No way. I mean, it's probably going to be Phantom Thread, if not Three Billboards, but yeah, no. No Shape of Water. There's no way that's going to make it. Oh, obviously La La Land was the Best Picture of 2017. There's no way nothing else can beat it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously <coughs> you're fucking wrong. <laughs> I, th- I think it would have been telling if, if it was just like, if the movies that got nominated instead were just like Green Book, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Crazy Rich Asians, um, the basis of sex. It's like because see, like though now you're really trying to cram like Roma, like you're now you're really trying to cram this um, like inclusivity yeah. down our throat. Like you're trying to not be hashtag Oscar so white and hashtag Oscar so male. You're supposed to be like, time is up, and like, me too, like, you know what I mean? Me too, too, but that's because this is the second phase of the, the movement, so it's <laughs> me too, and then two. That's where I would say, yeah, I feel, I agree. They are just kind of including these films to include them. But the fact that if Beale Street could talk, wasn't included in this. Crazy Rich Asians wasn't. Th- things like, like Hereditary or Annihilation weren't, because... It's like, why try and include these movies that are different genre? You know what I mean? Varying genres. Because that would have been something, too, if, like, they would have 
because it's kind of like the same thing with like Arrival or District 9. It's like they obviously they included them because they're like, well, we have more slots than we need and we can fill it with something that's not going to win. And it's like, see, you could have easily put in like Annihilation or Hereditary. And it's like, see, that would have been including. But I feel like when you're going out of your way and you're like, well, <laughs> um, I was relevant a long time ago and I just want to be relevant again. Um, I'm going to say something crazy, something radical. <clears throat> I feel like that's what it mo- mostly is. It's more he's trying to get like, like he wants us to do this where we're, where we're, we're sitting here arguing about like nothing because it's like we know that Black Panther got nominated on its own merits. I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like, yeah, and we we get this all the time with like films like Black Panther or um, Hereditary or like Star Wars. It's like, oh, like how come they, we have to be so inclusive of these things? Like how come? How come? Oh, how come critics like these things? How could like they're just they they're just liking these things because like they they want more people to see it like the studios paying them off or like DC fans when they're like oh Marvel just paid off Rotten Tomatoes and it's like I feel like you have to be in such a little like bubble for yourself to think like oh the world revolves just around me and my ideas and it sucks that. I feel like this conversation is never going to go away. I know. It's it's just one of those things that it's like, yeah, it's like, it's a conversation that's never going to go away. We're going to constantly have to talk about because it's like, what, if this was a movie about all, if, if, it, if all the races were reversed and all the characters were white except for Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis and they were black, would you be having, would we be having this conversation? Um, isn't that Bohemian Rhapsody? I think so. I'll say a good way to end it is that having this conversation right now would have been hard to have five plus years ago. Like a legit conversation. Mm. You couldn't say, oh, well, Iron Man 2 <laughs> definitely deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. It's like, well, why? How? How the, where the fuck are you coming from? <laughs> you know what I mean? But now we're... I think we're we're in a state where, yeah, it, like we talked about, the fact that Black Panther just getting nominated is changing the game. But let's say in the future something else gets nominated. Let's say, like, a Shazam gets nominated. It's like, eh, yeah, well, that's not too far off. I mean, Black Panther got nominated, so yeah. Shazam seems like, you know what I mean? Or, or and, that's, been- and that's going to be completely different because it's like you could still have this conversation but five years ago, you'd be like, well, Dark Knight could have been the only one that maybe could have gotten nominated. But it didn't because it's a comic book movie. And comic book movies are never going to be a part of this conversation. Now it's like comic books are definitely a part of the conversation because they're here right now in this spot you said that one would never get to. Yeah, they're here. They're queer. Get used to it. Kind of like how Bohemian Rhapsody could have been. But, you know, they decided, nah. See, no. then, but then at that point, if it would have been more, it, would, they, would they have been like, oh, well, that's just because they're trying to be inclusive. But is it because they're white, so it's okay? So it's not, it's them, like, they're congratulating them? Yeah. For, oh, it's not queer baiting? Yeah, 
Is, would that be considered queer baiting? Because they try going there, but they don't pull it off. It's like, well, we want to get you guys to come in, but we don't want to have to, like, talk about it. I I don't know. Let's not touch on that right now. Because <laughs> I feel like that can go even deeper. I'll just say that, yes, this conversation is never going to end. And that sucks, yes, but at the same point, at least we're moving further into territory where we have weight. And our words have weight because of the moves that are being made. Where Guillermo del Toro wins Best Director doesn't seem like all that far-fetched that his next like real deep horror movie could, right? Or mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame could win, get a nomination for Best Picture, right? Uh, next year. And people are going to say like, oh my god, why did that... No, because, I mean, it did the year before. And this is just a trend that's going to keep going on because these movies aren't just going to be seen as a horror movie, a action movie, a superhero movie, a sci-fi movie. They're going to be seen as like Oh, this is a really good film. It just happens to be uh, a superhero movie. And with that, we'll say thank you for listening. Thank we you. We appreciate it, as always. Oh, yes. Be sure to like, subscribe, do all that on our social, show shows, uh, Instagram, Twitter, handle, or handlebars, handles <laughs> at intb underscore podcast. Or you can email us, email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, uh, send us messages, mm. email us, comment. What do you think about this whole something being nominated just to be, you know, a part of the conversation? Inclusive. Or, you know, do you agree that Black Panther, although a good film, shouldn't be best picture? But then, can you also tell me why Bohemian Rhapsody is in that running as well? We want someone to try and argue with us. Because no one gonna, has. Because <laughs> I feel like everyone hates... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Brett Easton Alice. No one in La La Land likes uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Or, you know, tell us what you thought about uh, the old football game. Was it boring to you? Because it definitely was boring. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. I didn't um, even see it. But it was, was it boring? It was pretty boring, though. That's pretty cool. Or tell us why you liked um, Nova Buzzsaw. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a movie that, for me, came out of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fact that I enjoyed it so much was like, huh, I wonder I wonder if people felt the same way. Probably. Probably not. They probably hated it, actually. Probably, yeah, probably hated it. Oh, it's a Netflix movie. It's oh. like that Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal was just as bad as he was in Nightcrawler. He was so good in Nightcrawler. He's so... Like, there's certain actors... Oh, man, I don't want to get, in, get into it anymore. Yeah. But. We will get into it some other time. <coughs> but, um, yeah, thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. And as always, guys, remember... It's not that bad. 